Boom, shake, shake, shake the room, Fire Nation. Welcome to a bonus episode. This episode is actually a rebroadcast episode I did with Tony Robbins back in 2019. He dropped so many value bombs, I wanted to bring it back for that reason, but also because he is doing it again. That's right, Tony Robbins is going to break the internet with a free live masterclass on February 27th, 2020. Hope to see you there, Fire Nation. Keep listening for details on how you can secure your spot. So let's turn back the clock and enjoy the episode. What is Shaken Fire Nation? JLD here with an audio masterclass with Tony Robbins on your business blueprint for success. Tony is the number one life and business strategist in the world. He's a number one New York Times bestselling author, an entrepreneur, and a philanthropist. And today we talk about so much. We talk about the top three traits successful entrepreneurs have. We talk about how to get initial momentum when you're first starting out or when you've kind of hit a little bit of a hitch in your stride, and also about the secrets to getting well. The secrets to becoming wealthy. Critical, critical things. Tony drops so much value here. And of course, this is all leading up to the live cast with Tony Robbins and Dean Graciosi on February 27th, 2020. So Fire Nation, make sure you head over to eofire.com slash mastermind to secure your spot, to check the availability because they're definitely capping the amount of people that can get into the chat. And that's a first come, first serve basis. So hope you can qualify for that. And now let's dive into the episode with Tony Robbins. Tony, you are a self-educated man. I mean, you didn't go to college and now you own, let's be honest, an empire. I mean, we're talking 54 businesses and 12 you are actively still managing and your events, which are on fire, have from 10,000 upwards of 50,000 attendees. How the heck did you educate yourself? First of all, thanks for having me on. It's great to connect with you, John. And, thanks. And uh, I know you've done, I understand this is what, your 2,100 and something session. Yes. <laughs> so you, you must be damn good at this by this point. Uh. Well, listen, but to answer your question, I've always been passionate about learning, thank God. And I didn't have an environment. I grew up in a very tough environment. I had four different fathers. We had no money for food, which is you know, why I feed 100 million meals a year here in the U.S. And we're going to feed a billion people. We've done a half a billion uh, within a few months, we had a half billion meals. But it's not because I'm such a good guy, it's because I suffered so much. And with that suffering, with no answers, education became my answer, and I did it originally through books. Um, you know, I didn't have the money to go to the university. We didn't have that opportunity. I had to work to support my family. And so I met Jim Rohn, a personal development speaker that many people in your audience probably remember. And I was 17 years old, and I took $35, which I was making $40 a week as a janitor, and I went to this three and a half hour seminar and in it, he basically said, you know, for things to change, you got to change for things you get better, you got to get better. And this whole mindset was leaders are readers and don't, you know, miss a meal, don't miss at least reading 30 minutes a day or later it became more audio for me because I called it net time, you know, no extra time. I could do all this driving while I was working out. I could still get that info in. And so the bottom line is I'm completely self-educated. I read 700 books in seven years. I said I was going to read a book a day after taking a speed reading course, but I didn't quite do that. But they're all in the area of philosophy, of strategy, of anything that can make a difference in somebody physically or emotionally or psychologically or spiritually, I wanted to have the answer and I was obsessed. And I loaded my brain with so much of that that by the time I was in high school, I was already Mr. Solution. I mean, if you had a problem, I had the solution, especially if you're a girl, I was highly motivated to help, right? <laughs> uh, but sincerely, I just, I became a student of patterns. I began to realize everything is a pattern. Like there are patterns that make people angry. There are patterns that make people excited. There are patterns that cause people to fail. There are patterns that cause people to succeed. And, you know, we're the only creatures on earth they can think a thought and make ourselves angry. Think another thought and become excited. Think another thought and get depressed. Think another thought and feel totally driven. And so I began to realize that 
everybody's driven by patterns and there's nobody that's broken. Nobody needs to be fixed, but there are certain patterns that we get used to that we call ourselves. And that's what makes it hard to change because it's not you that's the problem. It's the pattern. But when you think you are your pattern, it's really hard to change yourself. And so I began to develop some of these tools. And as I began to develop them, pretty soon my education grew because I was put in situations where I had to not just understand this, I had to deliver. You know, when you get a phone call from Serena Williams, and, you know, even years and years before that, I started with other athletes, but, you know, in my mid-30s, and she's in a situation where she can't get back on the court because, you know, she just lost her sister, and she's devastated, and she's at the U.S. Open, and I got to deliver right now, and there's no net. I got to figure out what to do, or, you know, a child is suicidal, or an adult, you know, knock on wood, you know, I'll give you an example, John, I haven't lost one suicide in 42 years, Amazing. and I'm, we follow up, I don't know if any of your listeners ever saw the Netflix special, Tony Robbins, I'm Not Your Guru, but... If you watch that film, that was five years ago. You see these people five years later, and it blows your mind how they're still changed. So we know that it works. I know what to do in these areas, and I discovered what these patterns really are. Once I understand those patterns, then, you know, I get the phone call from, you know, the President of the United States, you know, Bill Clinton saying they're going to impeach me in the morning. What should I do? And my first response is, could you call me sooner? You know what I mean? <laughs> I, by being put on the line, I educated myself, but then I also put myself on the line. And the combination of those two, having to deliver with no net, and I always say, if you want to take the island, burn your boats, right? There's no way back. I have to deliver. You usually find unique patterns and skills. And so self-education is my passion. That's what took me from a kid in Azusa, California with no money for food to a guy who has the privilege now to, you know, run more than 50 companies and do $6 billion a year in business. And then while I'm doing that, still go out and, you know, last year I did, what, 18 countries and 108 cities, some of them more than once. You know, literally almost every three days, I've been either on a plane, train, helicopter, or on stage somewhere in the world helping people change their lives. So all of this has come from self-education. If I had a standard education, I'd have a standard life. And the standard life for most people is not very compelling, as you and I both know. I'm no dummy. I'm not, I'm not deluded thinking everybody's so happy and fulfilled. You look around North America or most parts of the world, you'll find that the majority of people are not fit and healthy. They've modeled America and they're overweight. 76% of our population in the U.S. is overweight. They're not really happy in a passionate, loving relationship. Many people have settled. They had passion for a short time and now they think this is what it is. They don't understand they can be alive forever. Most people are not earning what they really want to earn or even doing what they want to do. Gallup just did a study the other day. I couldn't believe it. 85% of Americans claim they hate, not they don't love, they hate what they do Come for Come on. So most people are not successful at the level that you and I are talking about, but a few are. And I'm interested in the few who do versus the many who talk. And my life's work is finding out what they do and bring it to the masses so that they can have the shortcuts to get where they really want to be. Countless value bombs, Fire Nation. One that I just have to repeat because it's so short, it's so sweet, and it's so true. You are your pattern, Fire Nation. Think about that. Believe in that. And I can tell you what, Tony, 90% of Fire Nation has absolutely seen I Am Not Your Guru. And Fire Nation, if you're part of that 10%, jump on it. It's an incredible movie. It's an incredible documentary. I loved it. You will too. And Tony, you know this. I know this. Nothing is perfect in this world. And that is definitely true with the traditional education system. So talk to us. What is missing from the traditional education system as you see it? Unfortunately, it's become a giant business and it's been driven out of good intentions. Say, look, we all know education is the edge, but we're giving people a standard education and we're charging them a fortune for it. I mean, the system's broken. And that's part of why Dean and I are doing the things that we're doing right now with this, you know, this knowledge business blueprint. It's like showing people how to extract what you want from the people that have done it. The problem is today, you, know, you can go to a, a major school and you can get a business education and study a bunch of patterns from the past, but it has nothing to do with what's going on right now. But here's the worst part. You know, it costs eight times more. The cost of college has jumped eight times while incomes have been flat. It's absurd. absurd. And the reason is right now, you know, we have $1.5 trillion, the largest amount of debt in this country 
is for university debt. It's because the government, again, in good intentions, guaranteed all this, took away all the risk from these educational institutions. So, you know, we have 110 educational institutions, universities, that have over a billion dollar endowment. You know, I just saw the other day, Harvard raised 9.5 billion, right, just for a few days, for what, 20,000, 25,000 classmen? I mean, it is the most absurd thing. What they really are is hedge funds with schools attached. <laughs> and you had people that have tons of money you know, uh, you know, you know. I interviewed when I was doing my book, Money Master the Game. I interviewed the CTO, you know, chief um, uh, officer uh, at, at uh, Yale. He's one of the greatest investors in history. And you know, if you look at it, he's taken them from one billion to twenty-four billion during that time. He's done an amazing job of providing resources for them. But the education isn't working because right now, you look at the statistics and you find out what's really true: twenty-seven percent of the people actually get a job out of college that relates to the industry and what they studied. That means 73% are not using a dime of the education that they learned because it has no relationship. They've gone, they spent all this money, they spent 50, 75, $100,000 a year for four, five, six years or more. You know, many of them have three to five to $600,000 of the debt or their parents do, and they aren't getting a job in that area. And then the worst part is they're not happy in what they're picking anyway. So to me, the system is broken. And what we really have to do is show people how to compress decades into days. How do I get more practical knowledge in a shorter period of time? And that's been my privilege because my whole thing has been, look, if someone, Jim Rohn taught me this. He said, if someone is successful, they're not lucky. They're doing something different than anyone else. Success leaves clues. Figure out what they're doing, do the same thing. He said, if somebody used to say, if somebody is broke, figure out what they're doing and don't do that. He said, figure out what they're reading and don't read that because even what you read is what's feeding the fabric of your mind that you're making decisions from, that your emotions are coming from. So he gave me that base understanding and then I got really good. I studied neurolinguistic programming or NLP early on when I was in my late teens and early 20s. And I use that as a tool different than what most people do. They learn NLP and they learn how to do a phobia cure. They learn how to do these little techniques. Like you can teach a dog to do a technique. I was interested in what's behind those techniques. I was interested in why those techniques worked. I certainly use the techniques, but I figured out the why behind it and allowed me to create new patterns, new ways to create global change. Instead of just getting rid of their fear of speaking, let's get let's make a shift in their overall sense of certainty or ability to attack any problem, not just speaking. They're a better speaker, they're a better husband, they're a better friend, they're a better business person. That became my passion. So the reason Dean and I got together, we've been friends for what, a decade plus, and you know he's got 20 years in this business. He started listening to my stuff, and I've got 40 years. Between us, we have 60 years in the self-education village or the knowledge business. And this business is a $355 million a day business. You know, I didn't do it for that. I'm on a mission. At this point in my life, I don't have to work another day in my life. I'm very fortunate. My focus now is all the things I do in philanthropy, feeding a billion people, providing a million people with fresh water a day, you know, freeing 10,000 girls from slavery. And so I'm in great progress in all those goals, but that's what drives me now. But in order to help people, I don't want them to have to go through this traditional education where they have a ton of money they've spent and so little show for it. There are people out there that have answers and they can be simple. It could be, uh, I know a woman that's an extraordinary barber. She makes about $350,000 a year when the average person makes 60. I mean, we got her to dig underneath and figure out what makes her so special. And now she does little classes. She does workshops to show other people how they can triple their income, double their income. She has so much joy. She has another level of income doing what she does because she's becoming the educator because she's being able to extract using the tools we've created that I've done for years, extract what makes her successful because so many people don't know why they're successful. They're unconsciously competent. They've been doing things for years. If I said to most of your listeners, look, if I said make a right hand on a two wheel bicycle, what's the first thing you do? Most people say, well, I lean into the turn and I turn right. Well, that's not true. If you do that, you'll crash. <laughs> There's a millisecond that's unconscious that you first lean out before you lean in to have that centrifugal force support you before you turn. But that's a technical engineering understanding that your unconscious mind does without you even knowing it. But if you want to train someone else to do something, 
you got to be able to demonstrate it, but you also got to be able to explain why it works behind it. So we've developed these tools to self-educate people. Say, let's extract what's already great in you so you can do it consistently. I get on stage. Someone stands up. And, you know, it may sound corny, but God, the universe comes through me. The minute they stand up, I know the answer is there. I don't know what it is. It's there. And it comes through me. And it's different every single time. But what most people don't know, and if you saw I'm not your guru, you might see it. So I go backstage. I deal with the emotion of it, the tears that come through me of grace that this happened. This person's you know, suicidal is no longer suicidal. But then I dictate afterwards everything I did. I've done this literally for, what, 41 years, 42 years now. I've never missed. If it's three in the morning, I still dictate. Here's what worked. Here's what's didn't. Here's why I do it. And one of the great things that come out of that is I'm building an AI. It's one of the most advanced in the country in the world right now. It's already at an auditory level, the same level as Siri or what you get uh, off uh, of uh, Amazon, Alexa. Um, but it's it has tens of thousands, I think about 40,000 hours because we've recorded all my interventions. But it also has all my principles that made it work. And so I tell you that because that's what I'm now wanting to bring to the world with Dean to combine our components. And so some people are going to extract what they need. That's going to be their education for themselves. Some people are going to do what I did in the beginning, which is model other people. Find the best. Find someone who's getting the result you want and model them. Extract what it is that they know, what they understand, that they may not even be aware of. It probably took them 20 years or 10 years of trial and error to figure it out. But it might take you a few hours, a few days, a few weeks, at most a few months to extract what took them 20 years to figure out. Now you compress decades into days. And that's been my mission for my own life. And so you could do that and, and create your own course, or you could do that and you could become a knowledge broker like I was with Jim Rohn. I went out and said, standard education doesn't work. Here's an unbelievable teacher. I'm gonna go out to the world. I want people to hear what he has to say. I'm gonna go learn how to promote this man. I'm gonna learn how to put on an event. Eventually I did that with lots of other speakers and became a broker. There were no knowledge brokers. I was one of the first, but I did it on a large scale. And then pretty soon, I'd modeled so many people. I was better than most of the people I was training and it became me as the actual facilitator. So whether you're someone who has a skill that you want to extract from yourself or you're someone who wants to get the best education by learning from the best, not a standard education, or whether you wanted to be a knowledge broker, that's the type of person that I want to reach today. That's the type of person I want to instruct. And we put together this knowledge business blueprint course that allows you to do any of those three things, really build workshops of your own, market workshops if you want, build masterminds, or build, you know, like membership groups where at the same group's meeting ongoing and you're able to get them to teach each other or you're able to train them. So many ways to make a difference. And it's a $1.3 billion a year business. Like I said, $355 million a day. It's growing. It's supposed to double over the next five years. And I'm just, I just want to help people take advantage of that because what it will create is an ecosystem of geniuses, people around the world who will be able to pull out the best of what they are and share with other people. And it also gives people an economic return for sharing their great knowledge instead of this traditional education part where they're raising more money to build more buildings in a world where nobody gives a shit about the buildings. We give this, can you give me practical knowledge that can change my life? Fire Nation, 74% of graduates, they're not using a dime of what they learned, literally not even a little teacup of what they learned, but they're in hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt to get there. I mean, that is absolutely mind-blowing. And I love that phrase you use, Tony, success leaves clues. Fire Nation, you need to follow those people who are achieving success, which is obviously what you listeners are doing here, Fire Nation, listening to Entrepreneurs on Fire, so keep up that heat, obviously. And Tony, you've alluded and you've chatted a little bit about to this project you're working on with Dean right now to provide something that's different. Go even to some more detail about the knowledge business blueprints. Break that down for us. Well, really, what we want to be able to do is have people self-educate, be able to literally take control of the same power that has turned me from this kid that was fearful and didn't know what the hell to go or what to do and didn't have enough money for food to someone who's able to feed a billion people and travel the world and share this type of knowledge. And in order to do that, you really need to learn a variety of skills. You need to figure out what's going to get you over your fears, quite frankly, because so many people have great ideas and ideas are not what make the world go around. Execution is what makes the world go around. So what I've done is built this course to get the best of what I've learned to get you to actually take action. And we start with that, quite frankly. 
And then we teach you the business. And the business is, like I said, three areas. Do you, are you an expert of some sort? Do you have a domain of expertise? You're, you're great at doing software. You're great, at, you know, like the woman I gave an example of, you know, cutting hair. It can be anything. It could be highly technical. It be somewhat simple. But you found a way to do it successfully better than others. And you want to share that knowledge. And you want to do that part-time or full-time. And you want to get paid to do it. Well, we literally have a system that will show you how to extract the knowledge from yourself, how to structure a course, literally with software that does this for you. Don't just teach you in video form and life workshop form, but literally a process that will take you and show you. Then we show you how we market because most people have great ideas, but their ideas die on their lips. Early in my career, I realized, see, I got the best ideas in the world, but somebody with the worst ideas who's a better marketer can reach a larger number of people. So I had to learn. You know, how do I keep innovating so that I'm constantly the cutting edge, but also how do I get people to want to do business with me? How do I use the type of language? You can change one headline and instantly change your results by a thousand percent without spending a dime more. And so between Dean and I, you know, Dean, I, my businesses do six billion a year. Dean has now accumulated up to a billion dollars in revenue through time. And, you know, he's 20 years my junior. So when he gets to where I am, I'm sure he'll be even further than I am. <laughs> but we have this deep friendship. And so we share strategies back and forth on how do we add more value to the customer than anybody else so they become a client for you. So they have an ongoing relationship with you. But how do you extract it? How do you build the course? Hey, how do you put this into a marketing form that'll make it happen? Or are you a person that wants to put on workshops for other people? Do you want to become a knowledge broker? Do you want to find brilliant people and market them and have that be your business? You know, or do you want to be kind of a reporter? You know, when I wrote Money Master the Game and then Unshakable, I hadn't written a book in 20 years because I just, I like live events. I like the spontaneity. I like that you never know what's going to happen next. I like the challenge of that. I also love the group dynamics of 10, 15,000, 50,000 people and, you know, one time. It's amazing. But the books still are valuable for people. And I realized that it's like, okay, I saw everybody losing, you know, their homes and losing half their 401k in 2008, 2009. It's like, I work with one of the top 10 financial traders on earth, Paul Tudor Jones. This is a guy that hasn't lost money in 24 years that I worked with him. It's just amazing man. Very few people in his category ever. He's one of the top 10 in history. He made, you know, back in 1987, we had the largest drop in history in a day, 23%, still the largest drop in a single day in the history of the stock market in the U.S., and he made 60% that month. He made over 100%. Wow. Then he lost money, so I had to figure out how to turn him around. Well, <laughs> I did the same process. I modeled what he did at his best, showed him what he used to do, turned him around, and we've been coaching ever since. So I was able to extract, not only from him, but in those books, I needed 50 of the smartest people in the world. So I became a modeler or reporter of the very best in the world. Well, that's made me one of the best. Now, you know, I'm, I'm, you know it sounds like I'm blowing my horn. If I'm not, I'm just, my mind's blown. You know, Worth Magazine, four years in a row, his name is the top of the Power 100, 100 most influential people in global finance. I'm up there with Ray Dalio and wow. Carl Icahn and the very guys that have become my friends who I interviewed because I've learned how to take that information and spread it at a level. And I built some multi-billion dollar companies in three or four years now. I took one company from, well, what I learned from these people, I took one company I'm a partner in from 16 billion to 38 billion AUM. We took another business from zero to four billion, took another business from zero to a billion in two years. So I'm telling you not, not to brag to you, I'm trying to say to you, that's the power of self-education. That's the power when I'm able to extract the best from 50 multi-billionaires, all self-made, nobody in the lucky sperm club, they all did it from scratch. And so guess what? I know I know what it took them decades to do. You know, Ray Dalio has become a dear, dear friend of mine. I, I, very few people I respect more. If you don't know who he is, he's the most successful hedge fund investor in the history of the world, one of the smartest human beings on earth when it comes to that, and one of the most giving human beings. But he's not my buddy. So I, I, like, I'm getting my PhD, if you can imagine, not from some university that wants to charge me a fortune for old information that's out of date from many professors, not all, but many professors have never actually implemented, never actually produced the result. My instructors are the most successful humans in the history of the world financially, literally in the history of humanity. And now they're my friends and I get to ongoingly learn from them. So that's the power. So 
knowledge broker where you do this, someone who wants to build a course or workshop, somebody that wants to extract your own knowledge, somebody that really wants to be in a position where you want to build a mastermind where you teach other people how to do it, or somebody that wants to build some kind of affiliate or membership group that meets ongoing. It doesn't matter. If you've got a knowledge base that you want to get, I can show you how to get it and market it. If you have a knowledge base inside yourself, show you how to extract it and build it. If you want to take it to the world, those are the skills we have. And we have a combination of our course and our software. And I think at the end here, you'll announce we've got uh, we've got a free live event where Dean and I are going to do to just educate people and show them what the opportunities are in this amazing time that we're learning where everyone on earth is now a potential as a student for you, thanks to the internet. Hey, I don't even want to wait. I mean, Fire Nation, Tony is dropping straight fire right now. And he's right. They have something very special for you on February 27th, 2020. They're hosting a free live cast, a free live cast. And you can register right now, eofire.com slash mastermind eofire.com slash mastermind and fire nation we said it on dean's episode we're saying it again here get there early because this chat is going to be rocking there's going to be call outs shout outs a lot of fun things happening so press pause right now we're not going anywhere go register come on back and make sure you listen to the rest of this episode because we got some value bombs coming up and we get back from thanking our sponsor Fire Nation, JLD jumping in here to let you know the only sponsor today is me telling you, hit that pause button, head over to eofire.com slash mastermind, sign up for the live cast. I want to see you there on February 27th, 2020. The earlier, the better. Find out all the details, secure your spot, check availability because we're only letting so many people in the chat portion of the live cast, and I will see you there, eofire.com slash masterminds. So Tony, we're back and let's be honest, successful business people have a lot of successful traits. That's a key that happens all the time. What would you say those top three are if you could break them down for us? I actually get this question asked a lot so I can, I put a lot of thought into it and it's pretty simple. Usually the difference between success and failure is just a small number of things. But if you ask me, it's like, I believe wicked intelligence. I love people that have an incredible level of intelligence. I love to, you know, pitch and catch with them back and forth. But what I found is there are a lot of very smart people that can't find the way to have a paper bag. They got, they have smart in one category, but they don't get themselves to take action. So like I said earlier, knowledge is not power. People tell you that are full of it. Knowledge is potential power. Execution trumps knowledge every day of the week. And whether you execute or not is not based on your intelligence truthfully it's based on your level of hunger if you said what is it that makes you know a mark benioff you know mark came to my unleash the power within seminar i think four times in a row about 15 16 years ago and he was working for oracle at the time and he's about my size so he's hard to miss he's in the front row and he's playing full out every day and after the fourth one he comes up to me and he says and he's so passionate so intense right and he says i just want you to remember my name he said i, I'm, I work for oracle but he said i've been to four of your seminars in a row i said i know i, I feel like i'm the grateful <laughs> dead dude you're like traveling with me and he laughed and he, and he goes well you talk about repetitions the mother of skill he goes i've got he goes this fourth one finally kicked me in gear i'm leaving oracle he said i want you to remember this i'm going to start a company called salesforce.com and we are going to change business around the wow. world and he looked me in the eye and he goes I want you to come on the journey with me. And he said this to me. He goes, we're going to do $100 million in business. And I tease him about it now because 15 years later, they're doing, what, $12 billion, right? right. It's like, and, and he's influenced everybody from, you know, he's the back end from everybody from General Motors and General Electric to Apple and Facebook. I mean, he's the guy. So, but what does Mark have? You know, what is it that sets him apart that makes him grow geometrically like that and build this giant industry from scratch? This, you know, basically the, the software as a service business, the SAP business. He initiated, drove it. It's hunger, man. If you look at what makes Richard Branson who he is, or Sir Richard, if you want to call that my privilege to get to know Richard a bit, it's hunger, man. That guy's as hungry today as was when he was 16 years old in the crypt coming up with Virgin. It's that hunger that, it's the hunger to learn. It's the hunger to grow. It's the hunger to make a difference. It's the hunger to change. It's the hunger to give more, do more, be more, share more, create more. But a hunger that doesn't go away, an insatiable hunger. So most people have a hunger like, 
oh, I'm gonna, you know, I'm hungry, I'm driven, I'm gonna lose weight, I'm gonna go on a diet till, you know, I get in my swimsuit in the summer, or whatever the case may be. But it doesn't last. Or they got a hunger for a certain amount of finance, and then they get there and they stop because it isn't about money; it's about growth. Think about it. It doesn't matter how successful you are. If you're not growing, you're dying inside. If your relationship isn't growing, don't bullshit yourself. There's no plateaus. It's going down. If your business isn't growing, it's going down. And so the people that are most successful, the Oprahs, the Bransons, the Benioffs, right? The people that you know the names of that are most successful on earth. You know, I, I just spent time with Conor McGregor this last weekend and, and I brought him for a small group of my donors to my foundation because, you know, we, we do a whole lot of things. We, we free a couple you know, thousand girls each year through uh, Underground Railroad. We operate from a frame of reference of saying we're going to provide a million people with fresh water or up to a quarter of a million. And I got all these people to do matching funds, 100 million meals a year. And so I bring 44 of them down here at my home and I bring in Conor McGregor. I bring in goats. Like last year about Tom Brady, I, I brought in the, you know, the greatest swimmer of all time with more Olympic gold medals than anybody else, you know, Michael Phelps. You know? And so this year I brought in Kevin Hart, who is probably the most driven, hungry entertainer out there. Here's a guy that's took, taken his pain, converted it into humor, and touched the world and unified people that would normally not be unified. But the guy's done 45 movies in 15 years. Wow. I mean, three movies a year. And he's like the hardest working man out. So I love him. Like we respect each other. He, he came down because we hadn't met before and wanted to meet me. And I was like, come talk to my group for me and did it. But now we're going to do all these cool projects together because the guy is so hungry. If you look at Conor McGregor, I mean, that young man took himself from nothing in the streets of Ireland to literally, you know, working as an apprentice plumber, you know, 12 hours a day, exhausted me and saying, I am going to become the greatest fighter in the UFC history. And he's done it. And, you know, and he's supposedly retired, but I think you'll find he's still hungry. <laughs> My bet is you're going to see him back in the ring and um, hopefully be the one helping him there, it looks like as well. But I saw Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson's like, he was here also just, I worked with him 21 years ago when he bit Hollyfield's ear right. and they brought me in to make sure he didn't do it again. And I was blown away by the man's drive. I was also blown away by how much abuse he'd gone through. And this is a man who was the most successful man in the world in his category, most famous man in the world, but totally unfulfilled. So hunger's part of it. It's a giant. When you lose that hunger, you know, I talked to Connor. He said, you know, there've been times I lost a little bit. And he goes, you could see the difference. He got defensive in his last fight. He's always been on offense. He, he practiced defense. He's not, he's not that way. It wasn't as hungry. It wasn't as driven. So he's got that hunger now. You can see, I think you're going to hear a hell of a lot more from him, but hunger is the base. What else? You need a higher purpose. You need to be doing this for something more than yourself because you only do so much for yourself. Like what does it take to make yourself happy? You know, not that much. Certain amount of love, joy, music, food, sensuality, aliveness. But, you know, it doesn't take that much to really get yourself where you're okay, where you're fulfilled. If you're going to have drive, if you're going to have an energy, if you meet somebody, you know, I got a lot of energy. People go, where the hell's that come from? Well, if you knew my training approach, you, you wouldn't believe it. But I'm willing to do that training approach because I'm trying to serve something bigger than my damn self. If I was just myself, shit, I got islands and planes and homes and friends and, you know, impact and all that stuff. I don't need to do anything else. But if I didn't do anything else, I'd be dead inside. I'm hungry to still make that difference. But I'm also, I'm doing it for something more than myself. People who do more for others that they care about than they'll ever do for themselves. Most people, if they have a child, most human beings will do more for their kid than they'll do for themselves. Most people find that, but they need to find a mission. I don't care if it's your family. I don't care if it's your community. I don't care if it's humanity. But whatever the size of the ambition to serve, it's going to call on you. I, I have a core belief. Like people say, how did you end up in this place from where you started? There's, there's no way to describe it. It's grace. But I think that grace has come to me, not because I worked my ass off, but because I was really totally obsessed with truly serving. No matter what anybody else believes about me, oh, he, you know, they taste that infomercial, he's a salesman or whatever they thought, he's a motivator, whatever bull they thought they had. I know who the f I am. And who I am is somebody that wants to serve as many humans as I possibly can. That gives me energy. If I was just trying to serve myself, life would give me insights because life supports, I believe, anything that supports more of life. When I wanted to serve my family and suddenly overnight I had four children through a marriage, 
And I was 24 and had a 17-year-old son <laughs> instantly, an 11-year-old and a 5-year-old. It's like, holy cow, I, I expanded my capacity. Life gave me new insights because I was committed to my family. When I wanted to make a difference in the community, got bigger. When I said it's humanity, got bigger. When I said I'm going to feed a billion people a year, the level of insights that come to me, you know, a billion over 10 years, I should say, are at a whole different level. So life will support anything as a higher motive. And the last one I give you real fast was the power of anticipations. Leaders anticipate, losers react. You know, one of the metaphors I try to give people, it's simple as, I don't know, John, um, do you have any kids? No kids. Okay. Well, have you ever made, and I don't know if your listeners have done, I'll ask all your listeners as well. Have any of you ever made the, the humiliating, the fatal mistake of playing a video game against a child? Oh yeah. My five-year-old <laughs> nephew just crushed me in Frogger. It was embarrassing. Okay, perfect. So what happens, right? You're an uncle, you're an aunt, your mom, your dad, your grandpa, grandma, whatever you are, you make a mistake of giving the kid a, a birthday present, a Christmas present, and they go, complaining. You're like, oh, no, no, it's for you. And, no, it's really easy. Look, boom, boom, boom. You just do this. It looks so easy. And you finally think, I'm going to teach this kid a thing or two, uh, right? You grab the gun. Boom, boom, boom. You're dead in three seconds. The kid goes, ah. Oh. By the way, you should know you're being set up when the kid goes, you go first. <laughs> yeah, really? But then you go in there, you're done in three seconds. They go 45 minutes. Boom, 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 boom. You get your second turn. Now you're pissed. You make it 10 seconds. They go far 45 minutes. Why? It's not because they're younger and faster and quicker. It's because they played this game so many times. And why does that give them? It gives them an edge. They know the road ahead. And another way of saying that is the ultimate power is anticipation. Again, leaders anticipate. Losers react. They know the first bad guy's up and left. They know the next bad guy's coming down on the right side at the bottom. And so they can anticipate. You're reacting. Your reaction is never going to give you the power of anticipation. So you got to be able to anticipate in your business. I always tell people, if you've got business owners out there, you better be running two companies. One company, but two ways. you got to run the business you're in and the business you're becoming. If you're busy thinking about what you're going to become and spending your time, you're not going to have cash flow and you're going to have a real problem because you're going to do the fun shit and you're not going to do what, what, what makes cash flow. If you just run what makes your daily cash flow and you don't anticipate what's going to happen, you're going to have somebody come in and they're going to knock you off. A new technology is going to come, a new competitor. You have to always be anticipating. That's the secret to business. That's the secret of your life. You can anticipate as you age, there are going to be people around you with disease, problems, deaths. It's, it's not a happy thought, but I've been anticipating that by setting up the resources, finding the tools. I'm writing a new book called Life Force, and I'm interviewing all the greatest minds on earth, like I did with finance and regenerative medicine. And it's like, there are things happening right now, like pancreatic cancer is one of the most vicious cancers. If you get it, they basically tell you home, you're going to die in three to six mm. months. There's a company right now in phase two trials that has a 82% success rate with pancreatic cancer. I met a woman who looked like an Auschwitz survivor, and three months later, totally live dating and no cancer in her body. There are things coming out that are absolutely amazing. But if you don't anticipate, you're going to do what everybody else does. You're going to go with the burn and churn approach and you're going to find yourself not tapping into what's available. So hunger, higher motive, something that you are driven by to serve greater than yourself and constantly anticipating those three tools are fundamental to anyone who's a leader. Fire Nation, knowledge is potential power. Execution is where it's at. And then just like Tony said, one, hunger. Two, what's that higher purpose? Three, anticipation. Leaders anticipate Fire Nation. Losers, they react. So Tony, I know our time is drawing to a close, but there's two things I want to get through. So let's kind of buzz through these two things. I think it's so Great. critical. But Fire Nation, I know that you know that these things can be talked about more in depth at that live cast. So make sure you're registering for that. But Tony, initial momentum. It's so, so hard to initially get, but once you get it, things can start to kind of roll forward a little more smoothly. So how can my listeners get that initial momentum when they're just starting out? Well, you got to understand what's keeping you away from your momentum. Let's just be honest. It's one word. It's that F word, fear, right? 
And fear, you know, is it's this piece that the unknown does. Nobody wants to fail. Nobody not, wants to not look good. And so what happens is you have your dream, your your desire, what you want to build, what you want to create, and then you got these fears that get in your way. And so one of the things we do in the course is the things I do in my live events is to show you how to condition your nervous system so that fear doesn't stop you. It doesn't mean fear won't show up. You know, if you're fearless, you'd be dead. But you can fear less, not be fearless. You know, fear less means, look, courage doesn't mean you're not afraid. Courage means you're scared but you do it anyway. And whether you do it or not is a habit. Momentum is a habit. It's how do I get myself to have enough certainty to do that? And I can walk you through it, but I know we're out of time. I'm going to be doing it in the course. What I work with, I've worked with the Golden State Warriors the last, you know, three years. I've worked with the Washington Capitals last year where they won the Stanley Cup for the first time in 40 years. There's, there's a method to my madness and I have a systematic way, but the core of it is if, you know, when people say I tried that and it didn't work, they lose momentum because what they do is they get started, but they're not certain yet. And when I say you're not certain yet, you're never going to be totally certain. But I show people how to use your body, how to move, how to breathe, what to do in your mind so that you can have this absolute sense of certainty. That's why I could be able to cross fire or jump out of airplanes or all the crazy shit I do with people. I do it to show them what they're capable of, but I also do it to put them on the line. So once I teach them a principle, they execute it under the most stress possible so they know they can do it again in the normal life. I mean, after firewalking, you know, cold calling's not that hard. You know what I mean? So <laughs> the, the whole process is about getting momentum. And so how do you produce that certainty when you don't have the history? Like most people say, you know, I don't have the confidence because I haven't done it. If I had to have confidence before I did it, I'd never be who I am. I had to learn how to produce that confidence or more than confidence, absolute certainty inside myself, even though I'd never done it before. And so a core of that process of creating momentum is when you're trying is like, you don't really believe it's going to work. You're not really sure you're afraid, but you're going to tap a little potential, take a little action. Of course, you're going to get little results. And then what does that do to your belief or certainty? You go, see, I told you it wouldn't work. Told you it wouldn't happen. Told you to waste the time. So now even if you take action, you tap less potential, less action. You get even worse results. You believe even less. You have less certainty. So this is how the poor get poor. And I don't just mean financially poor. I mean, do you ever notice how unhappy people tend to get more unhappy, depressed people get yeah. more, more depressed, but the rich get richer. Happy people get happier. Loving people get more loving because if we can find the way, and I show people how to do this, to instantaneously in your body, Go from uncertain to certain. Now you're like, it's going to work. You're going to tap massive potential. You're going to take massive action. You're probably going to get some damn good results. You get damn good results. Your brain goes, see, I told you it was a stutter, stutter. I know I could do this. And now you tap more potential. Now you're on the upward spiral of momentum. Just think of this. It takes more fuel to get outside the atmosphere of the earth, just right outside our gravitational pull, than to get out of the entire solar system. It takes more energy to start with, but it doesn't take more energy when there's certainty in your body. And that's my focus. Last topic, Tony, before we give a quick shout out to the live cast and say goodbye, because wealth is just something that a lot of my listeners are trying to achieve. It's a huge goal of theirs. So share your thoughts on the secret to wealth. There's only one way. You have to do more for others than anybody else is doing in your category. And you've got to be able to do it consistently. Anyone can get rich. Can you stay rich and then truly become wealthy? And that means you've gone from just making a lot of money and more money than you could spend, but where you actually feel fulfilled, where your life is meaningful. And I, you know, I'll tell you who helped me with this. this is my original teacher, Jim Rohn. I, I can remember, you know, I had four different fathers. We were always struggling to survive. You know, the, again, the reason I feed 100 million people 100 million meals each year, and, and I'm working on a billion dollar X prize to feed a billion people sustainably. Um, the reason I do this, not since I'm a good person, is this, we suffered so much, and I couldn't understand how my dads could work. And we still just didn't have enough to even survive. And then I remember, I went and saw Jim Rohn for the first time, and, and then I finally got to know him, and got to have a friendship with him, and I'm, I was digging in his brain going, I understand why, and he said, Tony, listen, Everybody, you're right, everybody's equal at the level of soul. We're all equals that way. But we're not all equal in the marketplace. And he said, if you're gonna live in a society that has unlimited possibilities and you're gonna tap into it, you got to understand 
that your entire focus is to become more valuable. As a person, you gotta become more valuable. He said, look, is it possible to make twice as much money in the same amount of time? You say this in his seminars, and he just repeated to me in person, you know, you went into state. I was like, yeah, I've heard you say it a million times. Yeah, is it possible to be five times more valuable, make five times as much money? Could you make a hundred times as much money in the same amount of time? The answer is yes, but only if you're a hundred times more valuable. So if you go to work at McDonald's, and there's no disrespect, nobody works at McDonald's, but the amount of value you add is not a lot because it doesn't take a lot to learn those skills. You can learn them in an hour, especially now they got pictures on, you hit them Big Mac, you don't even know how to say it. And so you're gonna be replaced by a robot or an algorithm. I'm sure many of you have seen the Amazon stores where they don't even have people anymore. You oh, walk yeah. in and walk out and it just it's all triggered by your account. So that is not very valuable. So you have a survival skill and you got a survival income. But if you look at, you know, David Tepper, David Tepper, who was one of the you know top hedge fund guys a few years ago, I was going to do these interviews. And I think if I remember right that year, he made $4 billion. And people are saying, look, you know, you're all the socialism versus capitalism right now. You're like, we, we need socialism. Well, people are saying that is because 60% of Americans have literally only saved $1,000 or less for retirement. 40% of Americans say that if they had a $400 emergency, they couldn't raise the money. That's in the greatest economy in the history of the world. And the reason why is we've taught everybody to consume rather than to add value. We've taught people to consume rather than to be an owner. I mean, you're, you're, you put 50 bucks aside and you're 20 years old and you'll have 2.2 million and just leave it in the market based on historical trends. I mean, it's, it's not that hard to have an abundance, but you gotta either give money to people that are gonna add value. That's what you're doing when you're investing in the stock market or some sort of productive investment. People are gonna take your money and create more value for more people. And so they give you a piece of that added value they get in return. Or you gotta learn how to do it yourself. And doing it yourself, look, if David Tepper can get you a 42% return when most people are not even getting a quarter percent in their savings account, look, a 1% return takes 72 years to double. He's doubling your money in less than two and a half years. Is he worth that money? The answer is yes, but guess what? He became worth it by developing a domain area of knowledge or skill. He figured out something we could add more value. We could do more for other people than anybody else. My whole thing was, I'm gonna help a billion people or more. And sure, if I do that, I'm gonna obviously do well financially. Sure, I'll make a billion dollars over time if that's what you really wanna do. But I have to I have to solve problems for more than a billion people. And I gotta do it ongoing. And I gotta be a trusted resource and I gotta keep growing and expanding. So that's why I am where I am in my life. I believe that 80% of success is psychology. 20% is the skills, but you gotta know the skills. But you can have all the best skills in the world and not follow through because you haven't changed your psychology. So that's why our knowledge business blueprint has got both things in it. It's got all the skills you need from two guys between the 60 years of history in the knowledge business, workshops, seminars, masterminds, you know, mentoring groups, membership groups. We've done them all and literally billions of dollars in business. So we know what it takes and we build software to extract it for you, but also the course. But the course won't just teach you the skills. It also shift your psychology so that you can truly become a wealthy person. A wealthy person isn't trying to get. A wealthy person has so much they're trying to give. And wealth doesn't come with a certain amount of money. I know people got billions of dollars still live in fear. Wealth comes when you find the place inside yourself that is meaningful and where you find a way in your life to do something that is more than yourself, coming back to that higher purpose. And so our hope is to help any individual, somebody who's never done anything like this in the world to say, part-time I'd like to take my knowledge and help people, or I'd like to promote other people's knowledge, or I'd like to learn from other people and become the reporter of that, kind of like I do with Money Master the Game, and we've got the history to show you how, and so we're doing this upcoming free podcast, where you're not podcast, but livecast, for people to participate in, and if they want, then they can get involved with our course. Fire Nation, do more for people in your category than any of your competitors, period, end of story. I mean, this podcast, Entrepreneurs on Fire, I did 2,000 podcast interviews in 2,000 days. Nobody touched that. That's five and a half years, 365 days a year, Fire Nation. I dominate my category. You can dominate yours too. And, and John, I want to comment on what you just said, because 
is, I really want to honor you for that. Thank you. When I first got and started in the business, I remember, you know, people saying, how long does it take to get good at this? I went to work for Jim Rohn and I used to promote him right in the very beginning. I was the, the knowledge broker, so to speak. And, and it started with just Jim and then it became other people. And I remember, you know, I didn't ask that question. I didn't say, how long is it going to take? I said, how long do I want it to take? So I found who the top guy was. This is exactly what I teach today, right? And it's like, I found, I mean, he was a really egotistical guy, quite frankly. I won't even mention the name, it's been decades. <laughs> but he, he really treated people like It really pissed me off. So I went up to him, it's brand new, and had no skill. And I said, you know what? Remember my name. I said, because I am going to dominate you. No one's even going to remember your name when I'm done. And he looked at me like I was full of ego. I said, I am acting egotistical because you treat people like hell. I said, tell you what I'm going to do. It's not because I'm so smart. It's not because I'm better than you are. It's because you don't have my work ethic. I said, I'm going to tell you something right now. You go do, what, three talks a month? What, mark my words. I'm going to get good so fast. I don't ask how long does it take. I say, how long do I want it to take? If yes. I do what you do and do it three times a month, it'll take me three or four years like it took you. I'm going to do three speeches a day. I'm going to talk to people no one wants to talk to and they don't want me to listen to them and I don't want to speak to them and I'm going to get them to want to listen. And I did that. I spoke to three groups a day, six days a week. So think about that. In a year, this guy might at best have 36 talks. I'm doing three a day. Yes. In a few weeks, I got a year's experience. In a few months, I got multiple years experience. In a year, I have decades of experience. So I really admire what you've done, John. And I want to make sure your people know that, that what you've created is not luck. You get damn good if you hold yourself to a standard. Now, some people go, I've been doing this 10 years. I got 10 years of experience. And I go, bullshit. You got one year experience. <laughs> you've done 10 times. You grew the first year and you keep doing the same. But in your case, John, I know you're still growing and expanding, and that's why I wanted to jump on the cast with you. So thanks for having me on. Well, listen, it's been a blast. Just real quick, Tony, before we say goodbye, why does Fire Nation have to clear their calendars and join you, Dean, and all the awesome people on February 27th for your live cast? If you have a hunger inside you that says, I want to know more, I want to learn how to get the best out of myself, I want to get the best out of other people, I want to part-time or full-time perhaps create a business where I can make an impact and not just sell widgets. And at the same time, you know, be able to make a fortune if I want, then this is the place you should come at least step in and listen and see what the opportunity is because it's a $1.3 billion business right now and it's planned to double in the next five years. It's sitting here right in front of you. You can do it from anywhere. You can do it with any skill you have or you can go get the skill from others. If you're hungry, we'll see you there. Fire Nation, eofire.com slash mastermind. Go register. Tony, thank you for dropping value bombs. We salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks, John. Take care of yourself, brother. All right, Fire Nation, that wraps up this rebroadcast of the Tony Robbins episode I did back in 2019. And again, the reason why I am rebroadcasting this is because they are doing it again. They broke the internet last year in 2019. Now on February 27th, the live cast is happening again with Dean Graciosi, with Tony Robbins. It's going to be live. It's going to be amazing. I want to see you there. So go check availability over at eofire.com slash mastermind. Hope to see you there, Fire Nation. Hope you enjoyed this rebroadcasted episode with Tony Robbins. I will catch you on the flip side.